to the first half here and we'll step aside we'll take a couple minutes here we'll come back give you some of the stats and break this one down right here on the MBR game of the week presented by OA on ESPN 970 Introducing Ortho Access. OA Centers for Orthopedics is pleased to announce their new orthopedic walk-in clinic, the first of its kind in Maine. Sprain, strain, or pain? No need for an appointment. Walk on into Ortho Access six days a week. OA's orthopedic specialists will see you Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seriously, no appointment needed. Just walk into Ortho Access, 33 Sewell Street in Portland. Find them online at orthoassociates.com or like them on Facebook. OA. Experience in motion. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team pages. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard. MBR.org. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Maine's young people for life. It's high school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Maine Principals Association and the Maine Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Dan Cunliffe, owner of Republic Jewelry and Collectibles in Auburn, tells us why he loved working with Mechanic Savings Bank. We moved all our banking to Mechanic Savings Bank seven years ago, and I've been absolutely happy ever since. Our business credit line is a perfect example. It gives us the power to purchase sizable rare coin collections and jewelry estates on the spot. And when we had a chance to expand our store, Mechanics came through with very attractive financing options. Everyone at the bank has been fantastic. So friendly, knowledgeable, and responsive. I've never had to wait for an answer. They go out of their way for us all the time, always striving to understand our business and help us save money. Mechanics Savings Bank makes my life easier in so many ways, and they're always working to help me make money. Now that's a great bank. Buy local, bank local. To learn more, visit their Auburn, Lewiston, Wyndham, or Brunswick locations online at MechanicSavings.com. Mechanic Savings Bank, member FDIC. From the Yankee Ford Studios, Portland's home for ESPN Radio is WZAN Portland, 970 WZAN. Back here on the MBR Game of the Week, presented by OA, right here on ESPN 970. A reminder that our games are presented by OA, board certified, nationally recognized. That's OA online at orthoassociates.com. Back here at the half, Russ Thompson, Les Stevens, uh, and we'll try and recap this one for you here. And a couple of the big plays here, obviously the first touchdown going to the Scots, Cordell Menard was found in the end zone fourth down and 10 so that was a huge momentum play it was just a little touch pass they found him there in the back of the end zone 
come to find out that's the difference in the game. <laughs> yeah. That touchdown. And that was a nice touch pass there by Cam Day. And then after that, uh, Sprague came down here. He's got 80 yards in the first half, Alex Sprague. And he was able to get in the end zone. And what, instantaneously after he got in, the Bumble. ball came out. Fumble. I initially thought we have kind of a diagonal vantage point over here that it came out before, but they called the touchdown. And then immediately after that on the kickoff, uh, Cody Dudley took it 95 yards back to the house. And really, that's where the momentum swung here. And you could see there at the end, Scarborough did seem to have the momentum going. They just ran out of time. Bonnie Eagle, I think, was lucky. Uh, not lucky, but no. they were fortunate, put it that way, that the clock ran out because Scarborough had a nice drive going, their best drive of the game. And uh, they just couldn't, didn't have enough time. Yeah, so no touchdowns put up for the Scarborough offense yet, but they've certainly had some success uh, on the ground with they the quarterback. They moved the ball between the 20-yard lines. I mean, you, uh, their runner, Garad, uh, has 53 yards from scrimmage rushing. Uh, Panye, the quarterback, uh, 64. He's their leading rusher. So they've been able to move the football, but they've moved it. Uh, between the 20s for the most part. And less another thing to really talk about here, uh, obviously, is Nick Thorne going oh, down there in, in the yeah. second quarter. Yeah, big, uh, big, big difference. And that's, I, I would think a lot of the halftime talk is probably central around, okay, what adjustments need to be made? Who's going to step up and fill his role? Well, I'll tell you, one of the, one of the things they're going to have to adjust to is the kickoff because when Dudley ran that ball back 95 yards for a touchdown, he pretty much went right up the middle. Right up the middle. And that's where uh, that's where Thorne uh, is positioned on the kickoff team. So that was it's a crucial injury. And, and when, you, when you have a two-way player, uh, you're really losing two guys. You're losing an offensive guy and you're losing a defensive guy. And surprisingly for a guy that's in that many plays, uh, he's on the kickoff team too. So he seldom comes off the field. Yeah, I don't think he really does uh, come off the field very often. So we'll have to keep an eye on that. If we get any sort of an update, we'll let you know. And you can follow us along on Twitter. Check out MBR Maine or MBR Radio online. You can follow me on Twitter at RussThompson19, uh, as that'll certainly be something we'll talk about for the second half we're still at the half year on the mbr game of the week presented by oa right here on espn 970 we'll take another break we'll come back and hopefully we'll have only a couple more minutes before the second half starts up but don't go anywhere you're listening right here to espn 970 these days the concept of value matters more than ever and you'd be hard pressed to find a better value than high school sports extracurricular activities including sports make up about 2% of the budget for a typical Maine high school. In return, participation in sports promotes citizenship and sportsmanship. Sports also instill a sense of community pride and teach lifelong lessons about cooperation and self-discipline. They encourage physical fitness. They produce community leaders. By offering so many benefits to the community for such a small percentage of a school's overall budget, it's easy to see why high school sports are one of the best bargains around. The real cost would come from not having them at all. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. 
message presented by the Maine Principals Association and the Maine Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. Take it to Moody's. Take it to Moody's Collision Center. If your car is a wreck and you don't know where to go, take it to Moody's. You want to get on with your life, get on with the show. Take it to Moody's. Good people you can trust and it won't be a fuss. Take it to Moody's Collision Center. Introducing Ortho Access. OA Centers for Orthopedics is pleased to announce their new orthopedic walk-in clinic, the first of its kind in Maine. Sprain, strain, or pain? No need for an appointment. Walk on into Ortho Access six days a week. OA's orthopedic specialists will see you Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seriously, no appointment needed. Just walk into Ortho Access, 33 Sewell Street in Portland. Find them online at orthoassociates.com or like them on Facebook. OA. Experience in motion. It may not require a textbook, but it's filled with valuable lessons. It may not take place in a classroom, but it's an ideal environment for learning. It may not involve a diploma, but it can help prepare Maine's young people for life. High school sports. High school sports can play a critical role in a student's overall education. In fact, studies show that students that participate in high school sports are more likely to enjoy greater levels of achievement in their academic lives. If you think high school sports are only about competition, think again. Better yet, think about attending a high school sporting event in your community. You'll be amazed by what you see. High school sports. A winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Maine Principals Association and the Maine Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. All aboard MBR.org. The place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information. MBR.org is in high gear with Maine High School Winter Sports. Go to MBR.org to chat about your favorite team. Find the latest articles, travel news, and cancellations. Or visit their all-new and very popular team page. MBR.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in Maine. Coming in February, all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24-7. It's high school sports heaven. All aboard MBR.org. And back here, just minutes before the second half starts up, Russ Thompson and Les Stevens. We've got Joe Carpini here uh, running the camera online. If you guys are joining us online, thanks for tuning in to the MBR video stream. And you can, If you're listening right now, you can go on to the Facebook page, search MBR, or go on to MBR.org, and you can easily find the video stream where we have high-quality video service for you and Les coming back here at the half and it'll be Bonnie Eagle that gets it to start the half and really they'll look to keep that momentum going they did control the majority of that half but like we mentioned before the break 
It did seem like Scarborough after that kick return and that last drive, they really got back. And they did move the ball here. I mean, they moved the ball quite a bit. They just couldn't really capitalize offensively. Yeah, Garad has 53 yards, Panier 64 rushing. Uh, so they, they moved the football, It's uh, but they just uh, they couldn't sustain what they would what they were doing i'll tell you this first possession is going to be crucial uh for scarborough to stay in this game hold bonnie eagle get the ball back uh see if they can get another drive uh going yeah because if you're scarborough at the very least you want to keep this seven points and if this goes up to 14 i mean with the way that bonnie eagles i mean it's just a week ago where bonnie eagle just wiped the slate clean with south portland and they certainly, defensively, there's a lot of experience out there, but Nick Thorne was one of the more experienced players. So that's probably what a lot of the halftime adjustments Coach Cooper inside there with Bonnie Eagle. I'm, I'm sure defensively especially, they're probably talking about a lot of things, and there's probably a sophomore or two that are going to get thrust in here. That's what happens in football. Well, you have injuries. It's the nature of the game, unfortunately. And uh, somebody's going to have to step up and have an opportunity to go out there. Football is such a game of character. Uh, that's why I love it so much. Uh, you have to have a lot of courage to play this game and, mm -hmm. and heart. And uh, that injury to Thorn, I know the injury was occurred after the initial yes, hit. You just stayed did. up. And when, and when, when you keep your legs going, they don't blow the whistle. You get a second body on you, then you get a third body on you, then you get a fourth body, and you get a series of hits, and that's what that's what happened. He just kept going and trying to trying to get a few extra feet out of the play, and uh, was injured as a result of it. And we heard unofficially here uh, from people in the stand that the coaches were talking that it was an elbow dislocation for Thor, and so they can't officially tell you what it is, but. It did seem like he was grabbing either the shoulder or elbow area uh, the whole time. And obviously when and they he... saw somebody, uh, a trainer or something, pulling a limb, trying to set something and yeah. get it back. So that kind of makes sense if it was a dislocated elbow to pull it back. And, uh, and, and, and well, obviously we're no doc, but uh, <laughs> it, it would be interesting to me what the prognosis is for the healing time for a dislocated uh, elbow. Well, I would think that orthopedic associates would probably be the best place to go for that. Uh, reminder that our games are presented by OA, board certified, nationally recognized. That's OA online at orthoassociates.com. Uh, and now Scarborough has come back out on the field. Bonnie, you coming out as we speak. And just a couple minutes, actually 10 seconds to go on the clock, but it'll probably be a couple more minutes than that coming back out here and do you think scarborough changes anything at the half there do they stick with that game plan that we've seen here for the last game and a half i think in a game like this where it's you know fairly even they've played them fairly even <laughs> they're going to dance with uh, what brung them they're going to stay with what they're, they're doing uh you know mix the pass mix the run in uh they still have a lot of weapons gerard and and panier can pass or run They've got two great receivers. Mm -hmm. uh, they're going to do pretty much, uh, pretty much the same. I would like to see them come out and sustain a ground attack uh, with Garad powering the football and Panier doing some keepers, uh, a lower risk kind of thing, especially with Thorn out, who uh, 
is great against the run. He's a very mm -hmm. physical player. And perhaps you could uh, exploit his being out. Uh, maybe run a little more. But I don't, I don't think there'll be any monumental changes. I think they'll uh, pretty much stick to their knitting, uh, do what they do. Um, you know, oftentimes we think it's plays that win football games and X's and O's, but it's not so much what you call for a play, I think, but how you execute it. Do you do it well? Uh, the famous team for that was John Wolfgram coach teams. They basically ran six or seven plays, yeah. but they ran them very, to very perfection. Well. Yeah. And everybody did their assignment perfectly. Um, so I, I don't think there'll be a lot of strategic changes. They're just going to come out, play football, and try to stay with this Bonnie Eagle team and, and uh, try to win it in the end. Hang around. Hang around into the fourth quarter, which is what they did against Portland last week, and steal it. Yeah, and that's something, I mean, you touched on it there, the execution. You hear that same line at every level of football. I mean, it's all about execution. You obviously have to have talented players, but those talented players have to be able to execute. And I think uh, we've seen over here over the first half of this one, two teams that are executing at a very high level. I think especially on defense, too. I mean, you've seen a couple plays here or there, the kickoff return, one touchdown over here, another pass over there. But for the most part, these have been two really solid defenses that have made it tough on the opposing offense. It, it, it's hard for the fans uh, to realize when they see two teams neutralizing each other. But there's re these are both very powerful offensive teams. And to be held to 14 and 7 points speaks highly of the defense's of both of these uh, of both of these outfits. Yeah, just wait later on in the year when these teams play a little bit more of the fluff in their schedule and see. The, I mean, you already saw it last You'll see week it. Yes. in South Portland, but Scarborough has been tasked with possibly two of the toughest teams in the state to play in the first couple weeks, and looks like we're just about ready to get underway here in the second half. Reminder that you can follow all the action on Twitter. Follow along on MBR Maine on Twitter, also MBR Radio, and you can get sidelines coverage as Maddie Beltwell is just shadowing behind the end zone over there in the corner, if you can see him over there at Maddie in Maine. So he'll give you behind the end zone the view there if you follow along at MBR Radio. And it will be Bonnie Eagle getting the ball to receive here in the second half as Scarborough kicks off and Watch this. You've got to have us going to have Sprague back there getting the kickoff, and he's one of the one of the up and coming runners uh, in the state. It's interesting talking to people at the halftime. We found that Sprague was played JV's last year, a little bit undersized, and he really has come out of nowhere to become one of the premier backs. Has a beautiful gliding run, beautiful form when he runs. And between his sophomore and junior year, got a little bit bigger, got a little bit stronger. And uh, I think people thought coming into the year, Thorne was going to be their yeah. uh, featured back. But it's almost like uh, it's become Sprague. Well, and I would imagine him playing JV. Most other teams in the state, he would have played varsity last year. And I agree, Les. Uh, he just makes it look easy when he's running out there. Uh, like some of the great running backs out there, just very smooth. Like, like Gale that. Sayers yeah. and, and runners like that. And he'll receive here. 
Sprague, Alex Sprague goes right up the middle, shifts through a couple, and you just see he just keeps moving those legs, dragged a couple defenders for a couple extra yards, and gets it out across the 25-yard line here to start off the series. It's pretty well covered. But you see that. I mean, two or three guys are trying to drag him down. He just keeps They had the bodies there, but they didn't wrap him up the way you taught to explode into the guy like you're going through him. Uh, there was more. There's bodies there, but they're grabbing, mm -hmm. grabbing. And uh, that's not how to tackle. No, you got to tackle Not against low. a guy like Sprague. He'll spin. He'll, he'll claw out of it. Just keep trucking. Keep on trucking. So Bon Eagle starts the second half here from their own 25-yard line. Day Mr. hands Sprague. this one off to Sprague, who gets a whole head of steam and keeps it going there. Almost broke another tackle, but gains quite a few on first down. I'd say about eight and sets up a second and short. He's such an easy runner. He runs with a beautiful stride, almost gliding like he's on skates. There's not a pounding. It's a beautiful style of running. Well, that's something, the vision that, that comes with that, that's not an easy thing to learn, but it seems like he, he reads the field very well and sees open holes. He's in the backfield now, and he'll get this handoff right up the middle. This is good for a first down, about five or six, and they keep the chains moving. He wasn't a featured back before. He's going to be a featured back now with Thorn out. And you never know. Like you mentioned, football, injuries are a part of football. And one guy goes down and he gives another guy an opportunity. And Alex Bragg already had opportunities, but he's certainly going to have more here. He's to the right of his quarterback in the backfield. And Jay will keep this one himself and gets hit hard. And I think he might have lost a yard or two there as he faked the handoff to Sprague but kept it himself. Cook again coming up and making a strong tackle for the Red Storm. Against Scarborough, you have to hit the hole fast because it's hard to hold your blocks. A slow developing play, those linemen are going to spin off. And that's what happened on that play. Second and... 10 after no gain on first down the handoff up the middle there to Sprague and he's just still shifting in and out makes three or four miss and picks up six there on second down I mean you think he's going to tackle him no he's going to tackle him no There's, he's going to tackle there him there was very little white space open space on that run he danced and the side shift danced through it Third and three coming up here right at midfield. First possession of the second half. Bon Eagle looking to make this a two-possession game. Scarborough trying to keep it right at the seven-point difference that it is right now. And third down. Day keeps this one himself. Direct, and he picks up the first down, stays on his feet, and picks up another six or seven yards, brings it down to the Scarborough 42-yard line. So Day, another big run there on third down and that's tough for Scarborough to be able to game plan against trying to stop Sprague 
and Day in the same backfield. Bonnie Eagle's got a nice drive going here. Doing it on the ground. I wonder how much of this drive was talked about at the half. Wanted to get off on a good start here to start the second half. They lead 14-7. to seven. Day hands that one off to the Burge. Over to the right. He takes it to the outside. Picks up another first down. And Bonnie Eagle is certainly moving the chains here to start the third quarter. He's quick. Gives you a different look. Only 160 pounds, but quick. They use him on those sweeps. They gained eight there. Second down and two coming up for Bonnie Eagle. They've got a good ground game going right now. Winning up front in the trenches. Receiver in motion. Day's going to keep this one himself. Go right up. Make a couple miss. Now the first down. Making it look easy are the Scots here to start the second half as they move the chains. And the ball sits right outside the 20-yard line just outside the red zone. Scarborough really needs to stop here because you don't want to give this Bonnie Eagle team a two-touchdown advantage the way they play defense. They get right up back to the line of scrimmage. Snap the ball quickly, hand it off to to Ed Day. Keeps it. Another trickeration there. The fake to Sprague, and Day picks up a couple there on first down. That's another thing that they just do so well is sell that fake. And I think that's a lot of practice, practice, practice with Coach Cooper. But, like, deliberately selling the fake so that everybody thinks it's gone one way. Second and seven here. Day drops back to pass, passes it over to the right side of the end zone, and that ball is incomplete, out of bounds. Would have been close, but the receiver was a couple feet out of bounds. So they took a chance there on second down, so it's up third down and seven. Big down here, but I would assume we're in four down territory no matter what. We are, and... uh... I think Cooper will go back to the run game. 7.53 to go in the third quarter right here on the NBR Game of the Week presented by OA on ESPN 970. Bonnie Eagle with a 14-7 advantage. Day keeps it himself up the middle. He gets stopped before he gets a first down, gains a couple, and I think probably about fourth and five coming up here. Fourth and long, no question about it. He picked up a couple. I would say fourth and five coming up here. And what a big down this is going to be for the rest of this game. The Scarborough both get a teams. Stop. And it's right in those in-between plays. I mean, do you run it? Do you pass? How much do you sell out to stop the Do you the go up two touchdowns yeah. or, you know, settle in on one? Huge crowd here at Scarborough High. The handoff right up the middle. And he's going to get stopped short. Scarborough comes up with a big fourth down stop. You can hear it. We're in the stands here at Scarborough High. Huge crowd here tonight, and they're showing their appreciation for the Red Storm defense. Courageous stand. 
when you saw it wasn't first contact that he went down it was second or third and uh it takes a team to stop this type of an offense and scarborough came up big right there they had a wonderful drive going and then they uh they held them so we'll see this would really shift momentum if scarborough can get this drive and at least flip the field here a little bit because you know the way both defenses are playing I mean, there might not be many more scores in this game. Can you? Behind the center of the snap between his legs, and he gets picked up in the backfield, and they're right, and that's going to be a touchback. safety. That's going to be a safety, I believe. Two points. So disastrous right there for the Red Storm. We'll have to see. Bonnie Eagle was Depends celebrating. where they spot it. They were celebrating like they got a... It might, I think they're... Yeah, but where? No, I don't think there's a safety on the one-yard line. Bonnie Eagle was celebrating a little bit like they had a safety there. So Scarborough is on their own two-yard line right now. Can't make this stuff up. Second down and long from their own two-yard line. That was a disaster. On the low snap between the quarterback's legs, Panyi... Drops back, and it's picked off by the Thaverge. He takes it over to the right, streaking in, and he returns it for six. So it wasn't a safety, but the next play, they brought it back for a pick six. Cam Thaverge with his second interception of the night. Good athlete. The little fella. The 160-pounder. And I, I get that you don't have many play calls if you're Scarborough right there, but he did just throw that right down the middle of the field. Wow. We couldn't ask for two more disastrous plays. Mm -hmm. A fumble that takes it from the 15 down to the one-foot line and then an interception for a touchdown on consecutive plays. He was looking deep there for Hurley, but underthrew him, and the Bears jumped the route. Turning the tide of the game. So the extra point is good. It's 21-7 right here on the NBR Game of the Week presented by OA on ESPN 970. We'll be back one minute after this. Don't go anywhere. These days, the concept of value matters more than ever. And you'd be hard-pressed to find a better value than high school sports. Extracurricular activities, including sports, make up about 2% of the budget for a typical Maine high school. In return, participation in sports promotes citizenship and sportsmanship. Sports also instill a sense of community pride and teach lifelong lessons about cooperation and self-discipline. They encourage physical fitness. They produce community leaders. By offering so many benefits to the community for such a small percentage of a school's overall budget, it's easy to see why high school sports are one of the best bargains around. The real cost would come from not having them at all. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Maine Principals Association and the Maine Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. And they've dominated geography. Back here on the NBR Game of the Week, Russ Thompson, and you just heard the voice there of Les Stevens talking about Bonnie Eagle. And really, they have controlled the field position in this game from the very get-go quick whistle here flag coming in but just to expand upon that point less all the actions been in bonnie or in scarborough's half 
and when you're forced, you're, you're kind of forced, you're pushed back into a hole and you have to take chances, and that's what we just saw Scarborough do. Yeah, from a geography standpoint, uh, Bonnie Eagles dominated the game. Mm -hmm. Everything's been played on the Scarborough side of the 50. And then when you have a disaster take place, it just doubles and triples uh, the pain that you feel. Uh, and it, perfect example. They had a bad snap, lost 15 yards, interception for a touchdown, all on, you know, within the 20-yard line. That's what happens when you control geography. Mm -hmm. That's why it's so important to get good field position and to control that field position throughout the game. So another squib kick here after the restart. This one lets Scarborough take it out to the 25-yard line. And we have, we're about midway through the third quarter here, six minutes to go. And it's frustrating because for long periods of the time, Scarborough has been able to really stick in the game and give or take a couple plays here or there. That's the difference in the game, and that's why it's a two-touchdown advantage. They've got themselves in a little bit of a hole. This will test their metal for sure. Yeah, well, that's another good point. I mean... If you're Scarborough and back-to-back -back you have to play Portland and then Bonnie Eagle to start your season, I mean, I think if, if this is what you're testing yourself against, you should be pretty successful throughout the rest of that slate. They can't get much tougher than this. So they start off on first down, the handoff to the left over there. Looks like that's Garrard dragging tacklers for four on first down. Dick carried it. This is Aaron Dickman. They use Dickman and Garrard quite a bit. That's a powerhouse backfield. Two, two, two 15 pounders. 215 pounds each. Well, you wonder, they're a load. Why Scarborough doesn't go back to that a little bit more? Because when they've gone through the air here tonight and they get a big sack coming up here on Zoltan Pagny as he was tracked down in the backfield. Looked like a design run there for the quarterback. He had nowhere to go. I'm feeling the momentum shifting here big time. Yeah, it's been a different game here in the second half coming out of the half and those adjustments that Bonnie Eagle certainly made. It's like Bonnie Eagle has their blood up. So we'll see. He is pinned back. Scarborough has that one kick return. Their only points of the game, 21 to 7, they trail the Scots. Anya oh, look at that! Blown up right in the backfield, and right from the line of scrimmage, getting in the backfield there was Thaverge making that tackle. The Napolitano, excuse me, came in, and he got a jump right from the line of scrimmage. Oh. Anya went to take it outside and. I don't even think he saw Napolitano come, and he was already hitting him. Sprague and the Burrs are back deep, and certainly you can feel the momentum. Look for at the field Eagle. position again. They're standing right at the, the punt returners are on the 50-yard line. The punt bounces. Oh, good bounce, though. Sprague's going to let it bounce. That was a dangerous ball, but it does bounce all the way down to the 30-yard line. So, pretty good punt under the circumstances for Scarborough, but it's probably going to take something really big here to shift this momentum back as Bonnie Eagle looks to be putting it into cruise control here in the second half. 
Well, they had a very good drive to start this quarter. All on the ground. And then Sprague and uh, Cam Day. Well, and they didn't. That didn't result in points, but that's why Scarborough was so deep in their own end and caused the interception that went back for points. So it's twenty-one to six right here on the NBR game of the week presented by OA on ESPN nine seventy. Also, the video and audio streams online with NBR. Russ Thompson, Les Stevens, and we've got Joe Carpini running camera here tonight. First down and 10 for Bonnie Eagle. Day fakes the handoff, rolls to his right. He's getting chased down, now brings it upfield, gains a couple, but gets hit hard in the process. You always probably wonder that with the spread option. How much do you want your quarterback running? Because he's also the guy that needs to throw the ball for you throughout the season. But it's so uh, integral yeah. to the spread. Coop has done this for years. Probably the best example of that was when Dola played quarterback for them mm-hmm. back seven or eight years ago. Hand off to left here. Spray again. Shifty. And he got hit there a little bit inside. A little bit scary of a hit if you're Bonnie Eagle, but he gets up quickly. But again, just showing you kind of that north and south as well, but being able to cut it east and west and make defenders miss. This is a run by Sprague, no question. It is the latest in a long line of Bonnie Eagle running backs, talented ones. Has there ever been a mediocre or bad Bonnie Eagle football team? I don't think so. Does, it, it's, does that exist? Not in the last 15 years. Yeah, because I can't remember. It's about as long as Cooper's been there. They're always good. I mean, always good and mostly pretty good, really good. But I can't remember them ever really even being average. It's interesting, those helmets that they wear, the winged helmet. That's an old University of Maine helmet uh, that the Coopers picked up and brought when Kevin's dad, Pete, was coaching at Lawrence. Lawrence had those winged helmets. Kevin played for his dad. Then when Kevin became a coach and goes to Bonnie Eagle, they start using it. One of the few teams in Maine with those uh, winged helmets. Well, it's interesting you mentioned quite a few communities there and is, that's got to be the most important thing in terms of building a football team is being able to have the community behind it because, I mean, it, it takes all the players involved and the coaches, but there's also a lot more that goes into it. And once you have a successful program, you feed off that success. The little kids see the bigger kids play. They want to be like them. They're their heroes. They want to go play football too, and it just keeps feeding itself. 21-7, to 7, Bon Eagle with the lead. They've got two timeouts. Scarborough's all three. This one taken to the right over there and running into his own player. Could have been more. I believe that'll be enough where it's right down to the first down marker. That was Day who took it himself and he ran into his one of his own players or he would have had more. They do move the chains. First down and 10 coming up here. to go here in the third quarter right here 
on the MBR Game of the Week presented by OA on ESPN 970. The handoff right up the middle. That time, I believe, to Sprague, who gained seven on first down. It's got to be tough, too. I mean, Scarborough's defense has been playing the They've been majority on the field of this game. a long, long time. By the time it comes around, and now we've got a Scarborough player down on the field, and we will take a break here. We'll come back after this. You're listening to the MBR Game of the Week presented by OA right here on ESPN 970. Introducing Ortho Access. OA Centers for Orthopedics is pleased to announce their new orthopedic walk-in clinic, the first of its kind in Maine. Sprain, strain, or pain? No need for an appointment. Walk on into Ortho Access six days a week. OA's orthopedic specialists will see you Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seriously, no appointment needed. Just walk into Ortho Access, 33 Sewell Street in Portland. Find them online at orthoassociates.com or like them on Facebook. OA experience in motion all aboard mbr.org the place to get all your high school and amateur sports news and information mbr.org is in high gear with maine high school winter sports go to mbr.org to chat about your favorite team. find the latest articles travel news and cancellations or visit their all new and very popular team page mbr.org has everything you want to know about high school and amateur sports in maine coming in february all the high school tournament action at your fingertips 24 7 it's high school sports heaven all aboard MBR.org. Back here on the MBR Game of the Week after Sprague picked up another first down and less Bonnie Eagle is certainly moving the ball up and down the field doing exactly what they want to do here. They're running downhill right now. You don't want to give Scarborough any more life in this game either. And if you're Bonnie Eagle, you want to suck the life out of it as slowly as you can. Another handoff. This time, Scarborough able to make that play in the backfield and a loss of a couple for the Scots. And Alex Sprague is really, I know that in the first half there was a little bit of a work shareage there with uh, Thorne. He's become a workhorse in <laughs> yeah, this half. He is, he is running up and down the field, and I'm sure he's going to need to catch his breath after this one is over. He'll be in the whirlpool tomorrow <laughs> soaking. Maybe even A lot tonight. of banks, a lot of bruises. <laughs> That's the badge of courage of a great running back. So second and 12 here. The fake handoff, and Day keeps it himself in another tackle in the backfield. Scarborough with two great run defenses here on consecutive downs. And want to mention that Matthew Cook, number 44, linebacker for Scarborough, was the one who came off gingerly. Uh, looked like it might have been an ankle or something like that. He's sitting over on the bench right now, and he's been a key figure for that Scarborough defense coming up and making plays. So 30 seconds to go in the third quarter right here on the game of the week. The handoff, and, a, and almost tracked up in the backfield and staying on his feet there only to gain a couple to get back to the line of scrimmage, and this will set up fourth down. And there's about 15 seconds here, so we'll see if they're going to be able to get this snap off. Probably not. They'll Ten. probably let the clock run. Yeah, it looks like it. Five seconds to go. 21 to 7. And that'll do it for the third quarter. And you are listening and watching to the NBR Game of the Week presented by OA right here on ESPN 970. We'll be back right after this break. 
Introducing Ortho Access. OA Centers for Orthopedics is pleased to announce their new orthopedic walk-in clinic, the first of its kind in Maine. Sprain, strain, or pain? No need for an appointment. Walk on into Ortho Access six days a week. OA's orthopedic specialists will see you Monday through Friday, 1 p.m. to 8 p.m. and Saturday, 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Seriously, no appointment needed. Just walk into Ortho Access, 33 Sewell Street in Portland. Find them online at orthoassociates.com or like them on Facebook. OA, experience in motion. Cindy Robbins, owner of Poland Spring Resort and Cindy's Dockside Restaurant. I'm very comfortable with Mechanic Savings Bank. It's trust. It's relationship. It's a two-way street. It's friendship. I see mechanics on several levels. The charity level, the friendship level, it's all there. And for all the things you need to run a business, they're the experts. And that's what you want, the experts. Understanding each other, understanding the different businesses we're involved in. I don't think you can get that if your bank's not local. Buy local, bank local. To learn more, visit their Auburn, Lewiston, Wyndham, or Brunswick locations online at mechanicsavings.com. Mechanic Savings Bank, member FDIC. Back here for the start of the fourth quarter. The punt returned there by Dudley, who has a kick return in this game. And he's going streaking outside. And a good return of about 20 yards there from his own five-yard line. Takes it out across the 25-yard line. Again, Dudley making a name out there. Cody Dudley, when he can get open in open space, is a tough guy to track down. So they brought it all the way out to the 30-yard line. Twelve minutes to go here in the fourth quarter. On a long field. Scarborough. And if Scarborough wants to get back in this, it's they must score points right here. It's been a challenge. They've been able to move the ball, but then when they get down into Bonnie Eagles half. It's been a different story. And he fakes the handoff, takes it himself, and streaks, shows some good jets there. Takes it out for 13 yards out across the first yard line marker. He's a good running quarterback. That was both quarterbacks. So. That was very clearly a design run, too, because he took a couple steps back and lowered his head and got off running. He didn't even look up. That's how you get some momentum going if you're Coach Johnson in the Scarborough Red Storm. He's a big kid. He's a 6'3", 190-pound guy. He looks thin, but... There's absolutely a lot to like there out of a quarterback. Some stuff to refine. There he goes he again. he takes it this time to the left. And again, another 20-yard line to the fumble comes out. But Scarborough returns it. They get called down, and then the ball pops back out again. But they do come down with it. Pena got tackled, and then coming behind him to carry that one up was Drew LeClaire. He gets called down, but the ball comes back out, and Von Eagle thinks it might have been another fumble. But it does result in 25 yards and a first down. So back-to-back -back big running plays there by Zoltan Pony. And very quickly, I mean, only a minute gone here in the third or the fourth quarter, and Scarborough has gained themselves a good 40 yards. So Pany, shotgun here. He sticks back, passes that one, and it's complete right across the middle. 
That one over to Dudley. Getting him open. Intermediate pass there. Looks like a different Scarborough offense than we've seen here tonight. Moving the ball. Second down and three. They put the game in Pony's hands. Second down and three. Two receivers left, one out to the right. Tanya is going to drop back to pass. Now he's going to take this one to the left. Slices through a couple and then comes outside and does not get hit there. Takes it out of bounds. Again, quarterback making plays. That looked like it was a pass that broke down. He created that flag. That's just a great athletic flag. There's a Bonnie Eagle player down. A 72. That's Nick. Ha- uh, no, that's actually Kirby Morell. Looks like he has a calf issue. Cramps probably. Cramping up on the field. We'll keep it right here. It's been pretty warm and humid today. That's what, That'll give you cramps. you got to stay hydrated. <laughs> yeah, actually, for the first time today, it's you can feel like the cold air coming in. But it has been, I mean, could you ask for a better night for football? No, no, I don't think so. Everybody's here in their T-shirts and shorts in Maine in September. (laughs) (laughs) This is unusual. So Morrell looks like he's gingerly walking over there. Certainly something, I think, with his calf cramping up. He hasn't even come off the field yet, and Scarborough's lining (laughs) up here. They're waiting for him to... You can tell he's in some pain there. So 9.57 to go in the third quarter. First and goal here from the 10-yard line for the Red Storm. And the handoff right up the middle to Garrard, and he is strong. Taking it down inside the five-yard line. Good start there on first and goal. I believe they're on the four-yard line. This is exactly the type of drive that Scarborough is looking for to start the fourth quarter. Let's see if they can capitalize here in the red zone. Kenny throws in traffic. He the ref. The ball hit the ref. Was he looking for Lagerquist there? He was, and it, the referee tries to get out of the way. But an incomplete pass. I think Lagerquist might have been open there, too. That's a tough one, though, because if you're the ref, you're looking at so many different things, and somebody just hits you with the ball. So third and goal. Certainly four down territory here for Scarborough. And they've got plenty of time left. Nine minutes to go in the fourth quarter. Tanyi hands off to Garrard. Takes it up. Gets it close down there. I think he's going to be just short, maybe on the one-yard line. Fourth down and goal from the one-yard line coming up. No, they can pick up a first down without... Well, I don't know. There. 
certainly on the one-yard line. 8.45 to go. You can hear really good crowd here at Scarborough Heights here tonight. Well, there's two lines down there. There's a white line. That's the goal line. But the, the orange line is some other sport. Spread out here. Nobody in the backfield. Tanyi, quarterback keeper, and he's going to get it over. We'll see. And that's a touchdown. Zoltan Tanyi takes it himself and pulls back the Red Storm. 21-13 with eight points. There is a flag. And it's going to be on Scarborough. Holding. I didn't see a hold there. Must have been somebody on the other side of the ball. That's, that's a shame. Fourth down and goal from the 11-yard line now. After Panyi took that one in. So, still 21-7. Certainly tough, tough. A break. higher challenge here for Scarborough. Kanye shotgun, four receivers, throws that one tipped and out of the hands there. I think Bon Eagle might have tipped it before it came through. It definitely changed direction. So turnover on downs. You got a feel for Scarborough there after such a successful drive all the way down and then called back after the foul. But Bon Eagle coming up strong again. And the there. last play there. I mean, that, that was a catchable ball. Yeah. I think... A linebacker there might have got a touch on that because it's a, it seemed to really kind of change direction midair. So the mark of a great team, Ben Bateau break. That's what Bonnie Eagle has done here tonight. And they'll take over on the 13-yard line. I think uh, they can take a lot of satisfaction, Scarborough can, playing this game. Beat them this year because you're not going to beat them too much next year. Sprague comes back around. I think I saw a flag get thrown in there. We'll see if this one gets called back or not. Yep, flag on the field. Probably holding. Yep, they're going to walk this one back. And now down on their own, what is that, the three-yard line? Looks to be. So hold, certainly not making anything easy. The clock ticks under eight minutes to go here on the MBR Game of the Week presented by OA on ESPN 970. We've got the video stream here tonight. If you're tuning in on the radio, you can... Check back later tonight, and it'll get uploaded. Oh. Hand off on first down. And it's good for maybe a yard. There's some serious hitting out there. But really, at this point, all Bonnie Eagle needs to do is make sure that clock doesn't stop. The clock's their friend. Seven and, and a half minutes Milking ago. that clock. Gerard came up and made the tackle on Sprague, who's really been used here in the second half. And if he needs a breather, I think that's well-deserved. Three in the backfield here. 
the quarterback, I believe, took that one himself to the left. Didn't gain much. So it sets up a third down at about seven here. Clock ticks under seven minutes to go. Huge crowd here at Scarborough. I don't know if I've ever seen a crowd this big here before. People all around the complex. Certainly a lot of traveling Bonnie Eagle fans as well. Third day. It doesn't seem like Bonnie Eagle's in any rush to get the snap off. Handoff. Oh, fake handoff. There in the pass. Trying to find Menard there. And he kind of had to turn around and try and catch that off his back foot. And it went in and out of his hands. Fourth down coming up here. Clock stopped 627. And the punting unit will come out for Bonnie Eagle. And one of the rare times here tonight that it's actually Scarborough lined up on exactly. midfield. We'll see if Dudley and Foley or Hurley that is can take advantage of this. They're lined up out on the Bonnie Eagle 40 yard line. Golden opportunity. The punt comes up in the air. It's going to bounce and Dudley's going to let it bounce out towards the 50 yard line. And that's where it will be picked up by Scarborough. 6.15 to go. It's got to be frustrating. I mean, coming off that last series, fourth town and goal and coming out of it with nothing. But they still have 6.15 to go here. You never know. I mean, with this team, the big playability, it could be one or two plays and get them back into it. But Bonnie Eagle certainly... They've got excellent field position they for, do. For, for once. The first time here tonight, really. Starting at the 49-yard line. We'll see if they can take advantage of it. Sultan Panyi, the quarterback. He's in the shotgun. He's got Gerard to his left. Receivers to his right bunch. He's going to look over there. In traffic, that oh one bounced. It was picked up. Did that hit off the back of a Bonnie did, Eagle player? Yes, it did. <laughs> it popped up in the it air. Ricocheted. Drew LeClaire was, LeClaire was Johnny on the spot. They looked up in the air, and the ball was coming towards them. That's exactly the type of play Scarborough needs. Pass off the back of a defender. He drew it up that way. Hanyi throws an out route over to the side. Good pickup there on first down. LeClaire again. Drew LeClaire. I believe that was about six there on first down. Scarborough going up tempo here. Fourth quarter. Hanyu getting chased out of the pocket. And he's got some space. He turns it upfield. First down. And inside wow. the 10-yard line, he takes it all the way down. Wow. <laughs> Pani just has a lot of natural talent. Especially when he gets his going. His reads, his instincts are so, are so good. He's a big kid with good speed. Takes a snap this time, lobs it too strong out of the back of the end zone, incomplete. Just led Kelly a little bit too much there. 
The one thing Scarborough hasn't been able to do is really cash in when they're in the red zone here tonight. I mean, that's when Bonnie Eagle has stepped up strongest defensively is when it's counted the most, and that's the difference in the game. That's so frustrating. You know, you're knocking on that door, knocking on that door. Being a bridesmaid, not the bride. <laughs> All the cliches. Kanye in traffic. That one almost picked off. He was going, and that was Connor Saroy who got in there. Trying to find his big tight end, Lagerquist, once again. Lagerquist with a touchdown last week. Cooper juggling guys. He knows it's going to be a pass play. Or he's, he, he's playing that odds. It's going to be a pass play. Big down here, third and goal from the 10-yard line. Kanye looking good protection. He takes it outside, gets past the defenders, and he's going to streak up towards and gets knocked out of bounds. He gained a few, not enough to get in the end zone, but that'll set up fourth down here in gold once again for the Red Storm. What is he from the one foot line once again? Fourth and goal. Scarborough with another opportunity to pull this one back within seven and a timeout taken, and we'll take you two. You're listening to the NBR Game of the Week presented by OA right here on ESPN 970. Dan Cunliffe, owner for Public Jewelry and Collectibles in Auburn, tells us why he loves working with Mechanic Savings Bank. We moved all our banking to Mechanic Savings Bank seven years ago, and I've been absolutely happy ever since. Our business credit line is a perfect example. It gives us the power to purchase sizable rare coin collections and jewelry estates on the spot. And when we had a chance to expand our store, Mechanics came through with very attractive financing options. Everyone at the bank has been fantastic. So friendly, knowledgeable, and responsive. I've never had to wait for an answer. They go out of their way for us all the time, always striving to understand our business and help us save money. Mechanics Savings Bank makes my life easier in so many ways, and they're always working to help me make money. Now that's a great bank. Buy local, bank local. To learn more, visit their Auburn, Lewiston, Wyndham, or Brunswick locations online at mechanicsavings.com. Mechanics Savings Bank, member FDIC. From the Yankee Ford Studios, Portland's home for ESPN Radio is WZAN Portland, 970 WZAN. Back here from Scarborough High School, Russ Thompson, Les Stevens, right here on the NBR Game of the Week, presented by OA on ESPN 970. Ken Scarborough pull back, and Kanye has some trouble with the staff. Again, again. down. And How many times can they be snake bit in one game? Looked like the snap elevated a little bit on him. He juggled it. If he caught that clean, I think he had a blocking there for a second. But by the time he caught it, there were three or four Bonnie Eagle players swarming on him. So again, coming all the way down the field is Scarborough only to come up short on fourth and goal. 21-7 to turnover on downs, but... I think this game, really, if you you've got a uh, the chance score to is not it. indicative exactly of how close these teams were. I think really the two big touchdowns they hit it on the one foot line. You know Twice. what the, the one big difference is? Mistakes. I mean, Bon Eagle really has not made any mistakes. The one kickoff 
they didn't get covered. Besides that, they've been sound fundamentally, and Scarborough's been able to hang with them in terms of, I mean, if you look at the yardage at the end of this game, it's going to be, it's probably going to be very similar. Scarborough might yeah, have more. Yeah, might even have more. But, I mean, turnovers, capitalizing on fourth down in the red zone, all those things that are the most important things about the sport of football, that's where Bonnie Eagles won this game. I think it's a totally different game than what you would have seen last year, though. I mean, Bonnie Eagles really had to work here tonight. Handoff. Day keeps it himself. Doesn't gain much, but keeps the clock moving. How much time? 3.58 to go. Clock stops for just a second as they get the first down. Friday night lights here, the second game of our season. And you can catch us all season long right here on ESPN 970 in the Portland market and online through MBR. We've got all our streams going there, and you can check everything out. Any team in the state you want to catch up on, go to the team pages, and you can figure everything out you want. Third down, or first down here, once again. Day keeps it over to the left. They've been using him quite a bit. And we'll get a timeout taken here. I believe that's Scarborough and gives us some time less here to talk about really the atmosphere here tonight and the fact that this has got to be one of the bigger games that Scarborough's had in recent history. And for the most part, they lived up to it. And I think that they, they belong in this upper tier of teams. There's, the, there's no question. I think they're the second best team in the southern part of class a uh sec well no i take that back you got Bonnie eagle and thornton but mm -hmm. they're right with them there's no mm -hmm. question about that and i think if you added up the yardage in this game it's going to be very close scarborough maybe even have more yards from scrimmage but uh they just haven't been able to put it in the red zone and take it in and score when they had to twice they had it on the one foot line and just couldn't convert. They had mistakes. Well, a penalty, you, a, a bobbled ball. You would imagine, too, that with this start to the season, how tough it's been. And this is a relatively young team, too. So I think the maturation I wouldn't process, want to play him come yeah, November. It could be a totally different game. The handoff here. And breaking tackles getting out. I believe that was Sprague. And he ran a full head of steam into a safety there for Scarborough. Looks like they might have butted heads there, but Sprague is quickly back up on his feet. I'm Coach Cooper. I might be thinking about giving him a breather here with three minutes to go. But he keeps moving the chains. JV last year, a focal point of the varsity team this year. That's a lesson for all the young kids out there that'll that are listening uh, you can you can get big over the summer just take some hard work a handoff this time actually i believe day kept that himself cam day active once again and scarborough will take another timeout we'll take it too we'll be back in one minute right after this right here on espn 970 these days the concept of value matters more than ever and you'd be hard-pressed to find a better value than high school sports. Extracurricular activities, including sports, 
make up about 2% of the budget for a typical Maine high school. In return, participation in sports promotes citizenship and sportsmanship. Sports also instill a sense of community pride and teach lifelong lessons about cooperation and self-discipline. They encourage physical fitness. They produce community leaders. By offering so many benefits to the community for such a small percentage of a school's overall budget, it's easy to see why high school sports are one of the best bargains around. The real cost would come from not having them at all. High school sports, a winning part of a complete education. This message presented by the Maine Principals Association and the Maine Interscholastic Athletic Administrators Association. And we're back here on the MBR Game of the Week presented by OA right here on ESPN 970 AM. Live from Scarborough High, Russ Thompson, Les Stevens. 21 to 7. Clock ticking under three minutes to go. Sprague once again there on second down. Sets up third down. Not much of a gain. But Bonnie Eagle just a mere minutes away from improving to 2-0 on this year. And you mentioned it a little bit there. It's really these two teams and then Thornton Academy. Those are the three real contenders here in ASL. Then you've got Deering probably at the next level. Mm-hmm. We'll see over the over the coming weeks. And we will have Thornton Academy in Chevrolet tomorrow at 2 p.m. live from Chevrolet. So if you guys want to tune back in for that, we'll be back on the radio and back on the video stream as well. Sprague takes it again. For five there. Sets up fourth down and about five coming up. (laughs) Fourth down and five. And the clock ticking just over a minute and a half to go. And most of the crowd here starting to filter out from... Scarborough High School. We've been broadcasting live from the turf field here. Beautiful complex. And I believe you'll see. Just trying to draw them off sides. Trying to take them off. And honestly, a penalty at this point does not mean much for Bonnie Eagle. And this looked like a different Bonnie Eagle team coming out of the half. They held uh, Scarborough scoreless. They were able to come out right off the bat and get that second touchdown, or the third touchdown to get them ahead by two. Uh, Certainly after adjustments at halftime, they really solidified that defense. And, I mean, they played defense tough when they had to play defense tough. But give Scarborough credit. I mean, they they weren't out-physicaled in this game. They, uh, They stayed right with... The punt there, a low snap. The punter was able to get it off. I think that's the first, but he was tracked down. Scarborough really went all out to block that one. A couple players a little bit slow to get up. So 59 seconds to go. Scarborough's out of timeouts here, so they won't be able to stop the clock. Sprague has unofficially 147 yards and less. That's a that's a way to step up when the team needs you and put the team on your back right there. 
Well, Sprague, uh, got, I think he got 63 yards last week on seven carries. He's had a heck of a lot more than seven carries tonight. In a much tougher matchup as well. I mean, those, I'm sure he had seven easy carries last week. This week exactly. he's had to earn it. Ponyi is going to try and create some magic here. He gets chased out of the pocket, throws it. Intermediate cut there. I believe that's LeClaire. He's still on his feet, still getting dragged down across the 40-yard line. A gain of 30 yards there. Stops the clock momentarily while the chain game gets set. I'm telling you, when they add up the yardage in this game... It's going to be close. Or maybe even Scarborough. I think Scarborough might have more. Which has got to be all the more frustrating I mean, to be Coach Johnson. It's like a moral team. victory, I suppose. Yeah. But they're just not quite at that level where they can win the tough ones yet. That pass nice catch called in there on the other side. I believe that was to Kelly over there on the opposite side. Stops the clock once again. 35 seconds only until they set the chains. And now it's started back up. So just over 30 seconds to go. Scarborough moving the ball shockingly once again. Kanye chases through one defender, taking it all the way inside the five. A strong run there, and he gets out of bounds. 20 seconds to go. Knocking on the door again. Once again. How many times are they going to do this? <laughs> they run up and down the field, get it inside at the 20. Stall. See, that's what I like about these coaches and these players. We know who's going to win this game, but what do the coach do? He calls a timeout, and they're still playing football. They're still playing football. That's what the great teams and coaches do. They're serious about this play. Well, that's the thing. I mean, if you want to be good, you can never take a playoff. Because the moment you take a playoff, and I mean, I, how many seconds are left in this thing? Nineteen. Nineteen seconds. Yeah. Twenty seconds. They got fourteen points, but don't let. We can't be the ones to tell them not to. But you know what? Yeah. Those two coaches are going to play these last fourteen seconds. See this one out. Now play it out. So first down and goal. Right here on the NBR game of the week. Kanye tosses that one and it's picked oh, off. God. And Kanye got trucked after that play, too. It was picked off in the end zone. So it's going to be a touchback. I believe that was Connor Saroy. Here we go again. That's the third interception of the game by Ponyi. Knock, knock, knock. But you can't get in. No. <laughs> Wasn't there an old song? <laughs> I hear you knocking, but you can't get in. You would know. I... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, back in the 50s. So we got nine seconds to go here. I would assume it's going to be one more. But they can't exactly take a knee, can they? They're from the 
one-yard line. Unless they're calling a touchback now. Bonnie Eagle's taking a timeout. I don't know, understand why you would take a timeout with nine seconds to go. But we'll just start to wrap things up here, Les. And, and Bonnie Eagle, I mean, you come in here, you know you're coming into a challenge after Scarborough upsets Portland, and you know what to expect. And well, Cooper knew he was playing a good team tonight. Yeah. Uh, and Bonnie Eagle did what they are expected to do. They did what they had to do. They go out and win the game. But I'm very, I'm still very impressed with Scarborough, even though they lost this by a couple of couple of touchdowns. I think they played them very evenly. I think physically, uh, they didn't get out physical. It wasn't a question of somebody being. It was really more execution than the than other team, right? Yeah, it was. It was. A, it was a few mistakes yeah. at crucial times. You know, and avoiding those mistakes, which great teams, good teams do. So nine seconds to go. I believe they'll just quarterback keep this one. And that'll bring us to the end of the game as Bonnie Eagle wins this one 21 to 7 at Scarborough. And Scarborough falls to 1 and 1. Bonnie Eagle improves to 2 and 0. And to quickly wrap this thing up, Les, I mean, obviously you just talked about how impressive Scarborough is. And this is probably a team that whoever looks at them on the circle is not going to want to play them, especially come playoff time with all the talent that they have. And if they can just really kind of find two things. they can avoid those mistakes. Put things together. Just fine-tune things a little bit. Uh, they're going to be a nightmare for anybody to play. I'll tell you, when you play Scarborough, you're going to know you're in a football game. Sprague, I guarantee you tomorrow is going to be in the hot tub soaking. <laughs> and all these fine young men, uh, they, they played their hearts out. And for Coach Cooper and Bonnie Eagle, I mean, the, the train keeps moving next stop. And certainly this is a team that I think is going to be playing late into the season, possibly at Fitzpatrick. Well, they're building for that big game with Thornton mm -hmm. in, uh, I think, the seventh week of the season late in October and that's just going to be a fabulous fabulous game so that'll do it for us here tonight I uh, want to remind everybody out there that Les and I will be back on the radio tomorrow at 2pm as Chevris hosts that Thornton Academy team that we were just talking about so that should be a good matchup as well uh, but that'll do it for us here tonight for my producer back in the studio for my cameraman Joe Carpini and also Les Stevens. I am Russ Thompson signing off here. 21 to 7. Bonnie Eagle wins this one. And you've been listening to the MBR Game of the Week presented by OA right here on ESPN 970. And we'll return you back to regular programming on ESPN. From the Yankee Play